What's going on, guys? Welcome to the first ever episode of the Underdog Training Podcast. I am your host, Nick Maruka, and today we're going to be talking about a little bit of my background, a little bit of what it's like to work with multiple athletes, multiple ages of athletes, multiple personalities of athletes, and how to account for that. Now, this is my first ever podcast attempt, so you know, give me some feedback. Let me know what you liked about it, what you didn't like about it at the end of the show. If uh, you would like to leave some comments, that would be greatly appreciated. It was just something I thought, you know what, I'm going to try this out and see what happens. So, thanks everybody. Enjoy the podcast. Alright, here we go, baby. Here we go. What's up, everyone? This is your boy, Nick Maruka. Uh, this is my first podcast attempt. I just figured, you know what, I was driving to work today, and I got about a 30 to 35 minute commute to work every day. And I was like, you know what, maybe I should use this time to start doing something productive. Sometimes I'll listen to audiobooks or, um, you know, other, other podcasts, strength coach podcasts and stuff like that. And I thought, you know what? Maybe it's time I uh, I start my own. So I'm actually at work now. I, I had tried to record uh, this earlier when I was coming into work, uh, but it didn't save on the app that I was using. So now I have to do it all over again, but it's okay. Um, so for those of you that don't know who I am, um, and first of all, to anyone that does listen to this, thank you very much. Because I'm kind of just throwing this out there and seeing what happens. A little bit about me. I am a strength and conditioning coach. I have been a, a strength coach for the past 10 years. I started when I was 15 years old. Um, sounds kind of young. Yeah, I know. But I got pretty lucky. My high school strength coach had given me the opportunity to work under him and kind of be uh, like a mentor. He was my mentor. So I was, uh, you know, kind of working under him and, and learning the ropes from him. And he happened to be one of the best strength coaches in the in the area let alone the country, uh, by the name of John McKenna. Quick shout out to coach, had to say it. Um, so that's where I learned a lot of my stuff when I was growing up and then first becoming a strength coach. I have my bachelor's in kinesiology from Temple University. Shout out to TU, baby. Then now I got the CSCS and all that kind of stuff, and I am a proud original member of the NHSSCA, which is the National High School Strength Coaches Association. Newly founded, but it's one of the best organizations for strength and conditioning that I've ever come across and I am proud to say that we were able to host the first ever Northeast Regional Conference this couple weeks ago um, at Notre Dame where I went to school um, so that was an awesome thing thank you so much to everyone that went to that even though again it was a couple weeks ago I still want to say thank you to everyone that came out um, and supported us and I hopefully we did a good job and you uh, you enjoyed your time there so thank you everyone uh, that did that for us. If you are a high school strength coach and you are not a member of the NHS SCA, I highly suggest that you become one and you especially like the Facebook page. There's a lot of good information on the Facebook page that gets put out every day. I learn something new every day from somebody that put something on there. Um, and that's, that's the most important thing is that we keep learning, we're growing and we're connecting with each other and establishing a family atmosphere, uh, that I think we need. And Hopefully, eventually, that the, the high school strength coach becomes something that every high school has, and everyone understands the importance of a high school strength coach uh, in time. We're slowly getting there. It's just, especially the area I live in, uh, the Northeast is a very tough area when it comes to that. It's a lot different than how it is down south, where everyone pretty much gets it down there. Uh, up here, it's a little different. It's a lot more difficult. There's a lot more private facilities, um, which is actually one that I work in. I work in a private facility. And uh, I also am a strength coach in a high school, so it's a little bit different. I have a, a little bit of both. So I have a unique perspective on things, especially the way I grew up. Um, fun little story about me. I have cerebral palsy. Um, and it's it's something I don't like to talk about a lot. 
um, because I don't look at myself as somebody that has a disability, quote unquote. But it is something that you know motivates people, and it's it's a big elephant in the room a lot of times. So I do address it uh, when the when the time is necessary. Um, so I have cerebral palsy, and it's very uh, it's a moderate case of it. I was pretty lucky in my life that I was raised up in a way that I was never looked at as somebody that was different. Um, so I was I was given the opportunity to play all kinds of sports. I did every sport you could imagine. Uh, soccer was my main sport as a kid growing up, which was pretty much became my physical therapy. And then, um, you know, I played baseball and tennis, uh, a little bit of basketball here and there. So I pretty much did everything. And, uh, you know, nobody really ever held me back from achieving what I wanted to achieve in life. And because of that, I was able to do a lot of things that, um, you know, some people may have thought may not have been the best idea at the time or something that, that people thought I couldn't do. Um, but I never let anybody tell me I couldn't do something. I always believed in myself that no matter what I wanted to do, I could achieve it. And my parents had a lot to do with that because they, you know, they could have held me back from doing a lot of things that could have been possibly, you know, detrimental or they could have helped, uh, they could have hurt me in a way uh, because of my CP, but they never looked at it that way. And they always just let me do things and let me learn on my own. Um, I used to fall a lot as a kid because of it, because uh, I was so out of balance and my muscles were not growing at the same rate as my, you know, my the rest of my body was. So I was all out of whack. I was all uncoordinated. I didn't know what it really looked like from the outside until I was older and I saw some things. But I used to fall so much that uh, people would stop asking me if I was all right, because they knew first of all that I was just gonna pop back up, and it was just uh, it was just an everyday thing, you know. I could have let it take over me and. And feel like, woe is me kind of thing, right? But I uh, I never was like that. And nobody ever let me feel that way. So because of that, I think it helps a lot when it comes to my strength and conditioning coaching where I don't accept mediocrity from people. I don't accept being average because I was never a person that accepted being average for myself. So I refuse, refuse to let my athletes uh, accept being average. So... That's a big, big takeaway for how I am. You know, everyone has their own situations. There are plenty of people in this world that have it a lot worse off than I do. It's just a matter of what you make of your situation. I mean, as cliche as it sounds, attitude is absolutely everything. You know, my attitude towards life and towards what I've had to deal with has always been as positive as it could possibly could be. You know, life always is going to kick you. It's going to kick you when you're down sometimes, and it's just a matter of how you face it and uh, how you respond to it that's really going to determine what you're like as a person. Um, so if you can if you can overcome those ad- adversities and the obstacles in your life and, and look back on them and say they were, you know, a rewarding experience as a, even though it might have been hard at the time, you know, it made me who I am. So the way we look at life is essential. And if we're talking to ourselves in a negative fashion, we're never going to get anywhere. It's the moment you start believing in yourself and believing that you're worth something and that you have something to give in the world that you're going to start being successful, okay? And, uh, you know, today was a great day for me. I just had a group of my athletes uh, just got finished up a little while ago, and they all hit PRs on their bench, deadlift, and squat. Okay, these are 7th and 8th graders, and there's one kid that's a sophomore in high school um, who hit a huge PR, okay? And for their confidence boost at this level, it's huge. Um, I don't care about the numbers as much as I do about them becoming a better people and better athletes second, okay? So... The numbers that they put up were awesome, but seeing them transform within the last couple months from some people coming out of their shells and being more open and talking more and just feeling happier about life 
and seeing that transformation from someone that was really shy to someone that now I can't have them stop talking. Okay, those kind of improvements are really what I want to see at the high school level, at the youth level. That's what's more important than getting your 40 time faster, getting your bench up, okay? Those are supplemental to the life goals, the life PRs that we can achieve through strength and conditioning and through a good strength and conditioning coach. There's a huge difference between a personal trainer and a strength coach. And that's a whole podcast for another day um, because I could go off about that for forever. Um, but when you care about the kids you train and the people you train, because I do do some adults also, um, the moment you care and they see that you care is the moment that everything's going to click in their minds and they're going to want to perform better for you. They're going to want to work harder because they know you're just as invested in their success as they are in themselves. Okay, I take it very, very, very seriously um, when my athletes are doing something in their sport realm to go out and support them. Okay, I'll go to their games whenever I get the chance to because when they see that, then they know, you know what, it's not just a guy that's in the weight room and telling me what to do all the time. Okay, he's out here supporting me because he wants to see me succeed, and it's true. And, yes, yeah, sometimes I go and, and, and assess their, um, their movements and their sport needs. Sometimes I look at that too. But it's about being there for the kids that you work with and that you train. Um, that's going to be the biggest difference in the world and when you do that. So I try to pride myself on, on doing those things, and it's important for me to be out there with the kids because you establish relationships, and at the end of the day, the relationships you establish are way more important and are going to last way longer than any kind of, you know, workout that you're going to put up for the day. The workout is a small portion of what we do as strength coaches. There are so many other hats that we wear, and, um, you know, a lot of people don't understand that. They don't see that on a day-to-day basis, but our job is really a lot of different jobs in one. And it's the best job in the world because I can take a kid from 7th grade, 6th, 7th grade, and work with them all the way up through high school and see that transformation slowly come about. And it's awesome. It's awesome. And, and you know, you do get the, the super freak athletes here and there, but the other ones, the ones that aren't as vocal, the ones that, you know, may not be the strongest, may not want to be there as much in the beginning, but as they keep coming, you see – their improvements, and then eventually they're the ones that you can't get out of the weight room. And they might not be the D1 athlete, but they may be that, you know, maybe the D3 athlete, or they don't even play sports in college, but you know you impacted their life in a way that you can never replace because you gave them something they didn't have before. That is the ultimate measure of, of success as a strength coach in my mind. Um, some people may disagree with that. I know there are a lot of people out there that do agree with that, many of people of which I am very good friends with. And... Um, you know, it's just, it's as simple as that, man. And not everyone's going to respond to you the same way. So you have to understand the nuances between being that kind of rah-rah coach in one guy's face who maybe responds to it that way versus the kid that's a little more reserved that you have to take, a, take you know, maybe by himself and talk to him a little bit, coach him up here and there. And that could be within the same group. And uh, I came from a very, very, very intense background. So it took a long time for me to kind of understand that. But once I got it, it made a big difference. I'm still not the best at it, but I do now can see, you know, the different personalities and the different ways we have to approach that. And there's a great book out there by uh, Brett Bartholomew called Conscious Coaching. If you haven't read that, it is one of the 
biggest suggestions I could give to you as a strength coach uh, to read because it delves into all that kind of information, all the different personalities you're going to see and what you're going to have to do to, to uh, attack those situations. And uh, there's a lot to be learned in that. And it's, it's the mental aspect of coaching that, uh, you know, a lot of people miss out on, but it's what makes the biggest difference. And uh, I highly recommend you guys read that. Um, anyway, Whew. sorry. <laughs> it's like, again, this is the first time I've done this, so I'm not going to, you know, go off on super long tangents, but I just wanted to throw something out there and I want to let you guys tell me what you think about it. If you liked it, if you didn't like it, you know, let me know both ways. Um, but this is something I wanted to start doing more so. And it's a little weird. Cause I mean, I'm sitting here in my, in my weight room talking to myself with just me in the walls. Um, so if there's any other kind of topics you want me to address, I can, you know, I can do that. It'll make my life easier. But, um, you know, sometimes it'll just be day-to-day stuff like whatever I got going on. Um, right now, it was a little bit of a low period because I, I thought I had some kids coming in at 5, but uh, they canceled. So now I'm waiting for my 6 o'clock. But you know what? Um, it's a beautiful day out here in Jersey. It is Thursday, May 18th. And it is 95 degrees and sunny. And I could not be any happier because I am not a cold weather guy. Um, my muscles are as tight as it can be in the first place. And when the winter time comes around, they tighten up even more. So I do not like the cold. Uh, I would be rather be hot than cold any day. Uh, 75, 80 is like the perfect amount of weather. Um, plus, when it's nice out, we get to go outside and do a lot of fun things outside of the weight room. Um, yeah, so... This is, what is it, about 14 minutes or so right now? It's not too bad. Um, again, anyone that is listening and has listened for this entire thing, especially, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Um, let me know what you guys think. I'll be doing these probably once a week or so. Thursday is the day I don't train personally, so I kind of have a little bit more time to come into work early and, and do things like that and uh, get this kind of done. So that's the only day of the week that I don't train. Uh, sometimes I don't train on Saturdays, but usually I do. Um, so my body gets pretty beat up after a little while, but it's nice having that little one day off during the week that uh, I can kind of just relax and reset and focus my mind on what I got to do for the rest of the week. Um, big PR this week, though. My bench went up to uh, about 250. I hit 225 for three reps. Could have got four, but I didn't want to push it because I started feeling it in my hamstring. I didn't want to push it. So uh, that was a big PR for me. It went up about 20 pounds, so I was pretty happy. Anyone that is listening, also, if you would be so kind as to like my Facebook page, uh, Advantage Performance Training, that is where I work, and that is where I post a lot of stuff about my athletes. Um, you can follow me personally on Instagram. My Instagram is nmaruka49, M-A-R-U-C-A 49. That's my Instagram. Um, I post a lot of stuff on there, too. Those are my two big forms of social media. So if you guys want to shoot those a follow, I would really appreciate it. And again, thank you so much for listening, and I'll talk to you guys next time. Have a great day.